Welcome to Chihuahua Bat 2.0, Surviving in the Classroom. I'm Swan. I'm one of the original Chihuahua Bats. There's two of us. Mala, my partner in crime, is in her studio today painting. As you know, we both retired after 30 years in the public system, and she pursued her passion of painting, and she's really good. She'll tell you she's not, but she's really, really good, and she exhibits at Art on 12 in Wimberley, and um, I, which is where she is today, I... Pardon me here. Sorry. Um, I uh, retired in 2018, and my passion was really writing and, and mostly being an advocate for those still in the classroom because um, I felt like I could be the mentor or the voice for those still in the system, and um, I could maybe say the things or talk about issues that were near and dear to their heart that they sometimes cannot talk about. I mean, there's there's ethics and there's professionalism where you work in any workplace. So I, I was going to be the bad guy and I would be the voice. And so when I retired in 2018, um, I, I pursued my passion of writing and I wanted to write a book about a part of my journey that if anyone had ever told me I would have been in this situation, I'd have said, you're nuts. It doesn't exist, but it did. And I was 12 years into my career, so I thought I knew what teaching was. And then one day I woke up and went, oh, my gosh. So um, in 2019, I published a book called Memoir of a Chihuahua Bat. And um, it highlights a five-year period of my career where I found myself in absolutely incomprehensible chaos. Uh, the physicality of my teaching <laughs> Uh, room was unbelievable, and I I really had a choice at that point. I could have just, you know, sulked. I could have quit. I could have complained, gone to the lounge, and been one of the whiners, or I could step up and find a solution, and so thank God I had a crazy, crazy department chair, Mala, that's how we got together, who said, you know what? We can do this, and thanks to her and my colleagues that I'll refer to as the Breakfast Club, they got me through this this dark period of my life where really, you know, the first six weeks of a school year, you're, you don't have expectations. You're just trying to stay above water. But then much past that, when the principal says, yeah, we'll get you this, we'll get you that, you kind of believe them, right? Because why would you not? And then comes semester when you're still going, where's that, that whiteboard you brought me? You're kind of like, uh-oh, something's wrong here. So anyway, what I learned is... No matter where you are, what you do, if you're standing in the middle of chaos, success is ultimately up to you. So you have a decision to step up and be part of the solution. And, and I'm glad I did. It really it changed my whole <laughs> aspect of teaching. And before I go any further, I have to tell you, we have lots of little <laughs> furry friends with us today. So they're jumping on us. If you hear barking or running, just ignore it because that's the way it is. So anyway, Memoir of a Chihuahua Bat, you can find it on Amazon.com or on my webpage, um, chihuahuabat.com. Did I say that already? You know, say it Who again. knows? Okay, I'll, I'll like say it again. Amazon or <laughs> chihuahuabat.com. So anyway, all right. So I'm back on my series where I'm reaching out to educators. Um, up to this point, most of the educators that I've interviewed um, have had at least 20 or plus years of experience in the classroom. But today I'm kind of excited because my guest is what I would call a new teacher. She's been at it for three years. And I think it's real important to hear her perspective because 
much past three, four years is where we sometimes lose our great, great teachers who come in with enthusiasm and they're so excited. You know, they've gone to school and they prepared and they have this idea of what teaching is. And then often they enter the classroom and they're like, what? What, what? <laughs> what is this? So today I'm excited to be visiting with Rachel. And, and Rachel's in elementary. I think your certification is? Um, yeah, preschool to sixth grade, but I teach a second grade right now. She's in second grade right now. And, and so my first question is, what drew you to elementary versus secondary you know yeah no I and I thought about that as well and my first job was in fifth grade so I thought I'd teeter taught around secondary education right for a second but um I guess I was always the kid who wanted to teach other kids and kind of in my neighborhood I would coordinate all the kids to kind of like do plays and be like okay you're gonna do the violin you're gonna do the piano you're gonna speak and I will create the program to go along with it okay. you know because as teachers right. we're all kind of type a right exactly <laughs> like, yeah how can I create the program and organization for the system exactly and, uh, I think that kind of plays on itself and, and okay you start babysitting all the kids in the neighborhood and then I guess teaching kind of calls to you that was your comfort zone absolutely okay. yes all right they had so, a racial fan club and everything <laughs> <laughs> All the kids I babysat in Brightwater. Okay, so okay, so walk me back to you were a student teacher. Yeah. Okay, and so tell me a little bit how that went for you because that is sometimes a shocker too. Yeah, threw me for a loop. So I had um, I went to Texas State University and okay. I had graduated like top of my class, like got straight A's, really knew the curriculum through and through. But for some reason, whenever you go into the classroom, it's a completely different aspect. It is. You know, and uh, I had a cooperating teacher who was not really my style and who made me feel like I was not a good teacher. Oh, and I thought, like, well, dang, because I got the grades for it, so why can I do it? But I think it's all about, like, the environment and kind of, like, where you're in and who supports you because that really makes it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. And so at some point, um, I know we had visited a little bit during that time. Yeah. And at some point I wondered if you almost kind of questioned going into teaching because of that experience. Absolutely. Cause that makes you realize like, okay, just because I know the book doesn't mean I know the world, you yeah. know? Right. And that made me think a lot about who I knew going into like where I wanted to work because okay. like, you know, I'm yes. an administration, like you said in your first couple of chapters right. of your book, like makes it, you know? Yeah. And so like who you work for relationships are like the epitome of education. I think like it is. you can learn the book through and through, but if you don't have the relationships, if you don't have the connection, yeah. <laughs> well, it's nothing. Yeah. If leadership doesn't believe in you, right. what are you doing exactly. every day? Yeah. Yes. And, and so if you don't have that. Exactly. And so if you could say something, I don't know if they like survey you at the end of like your student <laughs> teaching, what is it? that they didn't prepare you for? Was it walking into, oh my gosh? Yeah, I guess like the styles of professionalism, you know, okay. like I was walking into a school where right. I feel like I didn't get, um, like I have that creative brain. Like, exactly. You know, like, <laughs> and there was no creative. And there was no creative brain. It was no. a small town, like followed by the books. Like if you're creative, they did not like you. And, they and it discourages you. And yeah. I feel like that's why a lot of my teacher friends are starting to fall off because like, you're right, like three to four years in, that's when people start to realize, okay, like, is this worth it? And if you don't have people around you to make it worth it, right. they really play on the goodness of teacher's hearts. It's, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Lot, so, but they know that we're, you know, we don't do it for the money. We do it for the heart and they're made. <laughs> 
Sorry, we got a, a dog on our cord here. Pardon us. Okay, you're good. Okay, baby. Yeah, because I don't know. I don't know if you finished the book Warrior in the book, but that was the the one thing that really got Tamala and I and why we became Chihuahua bats is because in foreign language we had come off of the you know the translation. Let's mm-hmm. open the book. Let's fill in the blank. Yes. Which are activities that I do. I'm not saying they're not valuable, but for teachers that did that day in and day out, that was just a 10% of how you learned a language. So so there, I can relate because there we were, we were out of our seats, we were doing all these projects, our kids, you know, there was a day where they might be drawing a scene for a skit we were going to do, and the superintendent was like, you don't teach art. I was like, no, no, no. We're doing our background. It's <laughs> yeah. just a production day. That's always my best lesson. Exactly. <laughs> and and that, you know, even as we're doing production, we're talking about right. what we're going to do. And it was, yes, it was it motivating. Was. And uh, But she didn't have an appreciation. So I, I totally get that. Um, not something you can totally learn by the book. Absolutely not. No, you cannot. <laughs> and, um, you know, I had, your story is very similar because I work with quite a few student teachers and interns. Mm-hmm. And my last intern uh, went through the same thing. She Interns worked for a year. So I had her first semester, but she had someone prior to me who was very much a book worksheet person. And yet her, you know, supervisor from the university was looking for a worksheet teacher. I am not a worksheet teacher. Small group instruction. (laughs) Let's go and let's do some technology. And now let's do some small group. Worksheet computer. Worksheet computer. Let me tell you. And they were up. Yes. (laughs) And so, and I loved it. And it was such night and day for her. Right. Yeah, yeah, and so I know exactly what you're going through. All right, so you finish student teaching and you land a job in fifth grade. Yes. yes. So I was at a charter school, so it was a little bit different because it was kind of going from small town public school to independent yes. and inner Austin kind of okay. city. Okay. So um, the kids that I had there were, um, you know, uh, a little rough and tough there, but sweet. I taught reading, and so I really connected with that. Um, right. I really liked it because it's absolutely different than what I had done in the small towns. I had done yes. small town, like, you know, just third grade, everything, to right. fifth grade, inner city reading. Wow. And I taught a lot of the kids, like, oh, poetry's rough. Like, my, most yeah. favorite, my most favorite student is, yeah. he's like, you know what, I'm going to drop out. And I was like, well, then you better ace this poetry in it because uh, all rappers are the best poets. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, even then, it was yeah. really cool to see, like, the, the dots connect with them. And right. that's, I think... Like the more, um, I was going to say they learn education is really a cool thing. Right. You can connect it to what they're interested in. Connections are everything, I swear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then you leave that and now you go to. So I went to, yeah, inner city Austin to out in the country at Blue Bonnet Elementary during second grade. And I do love that as well. Okay. (laughs) It's a little different because I don't feel like that connection. You know, oh, if they're okay. like relating to poetry and finding that inner voice as they do just, you know, spelling out words. But right. Um, I get a kick out of their creativity. Like talk about being a creative teacher. They mm-hmm. paint everything. They do everything just like creating right. it. And I get a right. real kick out of that because right. I take what I'm supposed to do in my lesson plans and then right. know, make a Rachel version. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and those are always the best phase, right? Well, it is. And I, you've touched on something years ago, SMU University, I was maybe had been a 
teacher for five years, did a seminar called Using the Arts mm. to Teach the Basics. Yes. And so it was this cool, cool thing about how you can use music and you can use art Always. and you can bring in, you know, history and you can yeah. tie it to modern days. And so I was fortunate to go through that and to realize, and as I, as I taught, if you found a student that was labeled, you know, low performing Nine times out of ten, it was because they related to art and music, and that was not being brought in to the learning style right. at all. Yes. So thank goodness people were playing, you know, into that. Absolutely. I oh, feel yeah. like, like yeah. I said, those are my best lessons. I, um, I yeah. do the science lessons for the second grade. Okay. And uh, we were recently doing something on ecosystems and different animals. And it was oh, a Friday right. and I was like, okay, well, I want to do something with science and integrate it with reading okay. and try to like integrate it with art as well. So okay. I had the idea of when they were at specials and they have specials immediately in the day to go to the copy room and get a huge piece of paper, like the... Um, like you know, butcher. Or yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, to cross the whole room. Yeah. And then I set them out in different groups. We did each different animals that integrated with different types of animals in their ecosystem. And like, right. yes. And integrated with reading too. And cool. because we were doing nonfiction and the subtitles wow. and they were creating subtitles and a mural and science. <laughs> it was my they, favorite thing, but they loved it was it. nowhere in the lesson plans. Oh no. Yeah. And yes, <laughs> that's what discourages yeah. teachers because it doesn't have to be boring. It could be amazing. Your pencil and, will like it if they like you. I Absolutely. Yeah. One of the things um, that was cool when I I mentioned the breakfast club early on, Stella Boo, you're bugging us, is to um, the breakfast club. I mean, I had like government, I had aquatic science, I had library and I had computer and I had world history and you name it. We all gathered for morning coffee um, and just to get me in the right frame of mind to go into my warehouse. (laughs) But I would listen to what they were teaching. And so then Mala and I would go, Oh, he's doing like aquatic science. So we <laughs> can do mix that with well, Spanish one under the sea. So we <laughs> yes. were studying family units. So we just did aquatic family units. Yes, yes, See what I'm saying? Saying, yeah. And I it's thought, like, you know what? And then he was doing endangered species. So we did endangered right. species. And yeah. our thought was, yeah. it's not in our curriculum, <laughs> but my thought was, well, if you do it over here in science and English, you do it over here in Spanish. And we can connect it. Yes. Or, and it's like hearing it two or three right. ways in a different format. So, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a huge thing. I, I think so. I'm real big on um, cross curricular. Yes. I'm real big on cross curricular. Not putting bowls in my lesson plans. Like, make you sure do? you know this is a not fiction subtitle. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes it work, you know. Right. Okay. So now you're in, in second grade. You want to yeah. stay with that grade? You want to go up a little? What um, do you think? Like I said, I love the creativity of the second grade, but right. I do get more of the kick out of the depth and the connection of that elementary grades yeah so I'm trying skills. to go there but I mean we'll see what happens okay um, with that all right okay so can you think of anyone that this may be an inspiration or a mentor because when you I, I, a lot of times schools will assign you on a buddy or you know. a mentor <laughs> that's just a person in the building sometimes yeah. sometimes you connect sometimes you don't it is so yeah but often you find someone who you can just go to and go, okay, help me. What, what's going on? Right. So, like, yeah, like I said, when I was student teaching, I did not really get along with my cooperating teacher. Right. But I left her classroom a lot to go to another. She was actually a fourth grade reading teacher. Okay. And she's real off the wall. So, Good. like, everything that she was doing with her curriculum was 
everything that like, you know, the students say something and she builds off that. And that's what I feel like you can't really build off lessons plans all the time because you don't really know what they're going to say. And so how are you supposed to build for those higher level questions without knowing what higher level answers they're at? There you go. Exactly. And so like, well, I am the kind of teacher who wants to build off that rather than build what's structured. Right. And she really taught me that. And I really got a kick out of just like watching her just be off the wall with her students. Good. Man, that is awesome. Right. But yeah, she wasn't even assigned to me, but but I guess you are naturally drawn to those type of teachers. And that's what I tell people. Find someone you connect with. (laughs) Yeah, it really discourages you. Well, it does. And I say the worst thing to do is to isolate yourself and be alone. Right. Absolutely. Because it's miserable, yes, and those are the people that drop out. Yeah, those are the people we lose. A lot of yeah. times are starting to like think about dropping out as well because they realize the pay and like the heart. Like, oh. all right, um, oh, what know. really is worth it? And you yeah. know, now I'm <laughs> yeah. having a hard time seeing that as well. Exactly, and it's true. You know, they really are banking on the, the uh-huh. sweet hearts of teachers to perform their best because we all have this. Right. formal feeling of just like needing to please, right, and being that type A organization, yes. but. Right. I mean, if we didn't, what would happen? I right. Think, I guess, but isn't that sad for the amount of teachers who? Have well, it left? is. It is, and that's why I'm like kind of passionate about way. people telling their stories because right. I don't think that. I mean, we all go to school, so we think we know school. Right. And as I worked with no. parents, <laughs> I would be all. like, okay, yeah, I understand. Well, but school no. has changed, and let me <laughs> let me tell you why. It, it's a very slippery slope, you know, when you're working. But um, people think. They know, even our legislators, they think they're making good legislation, yeah. but I've oh. always said... You've never been in a classroom. There you go. Not even oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to come. Don't just come teach for a day. Come yeah, teach you for can't four straight weeks. You make a decision weeks. about education unless you've been in the... That's exactly right. And <laughs> then come tell me, you know, and I used to write all the time. I'd be like, you know, okay, come Monday, I'm going to be standing in front of yeah. X amount of, you know, right. people... So come Monday, yeah. it'd be great Man. if you would fund education. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. And so I want to know, did you realize the amount of time you would be spending? It's uh, kind of like yeah. having a baby. It's hard to tell people <laughs> until you've done it. Yeah. It depends. I mean, I feel like where you get good and comfortable, you're faster at it rather than right. not. But Right. Um, we have um, invested time on Mondays. We have like 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock to where we have built-in time to do our lesson planning nice. and our extra time. And actually where I work, they have every... Um, two weeks, no, every, like once every month um, on a Wednesday, we have a half day. So teachers can catch up on what they need to do and everyone else can um, go home early. So that's been super beneficial because I mean, that's right. Four more hours a day. Is the catch up day just your time? No other meeting? Right. Yes. They're not allowed to plan any meeting. Good. It's supposed to be our time. I mean, do they say like, Hey, do you Wink, Wink. want to do a meeting? Yeah. <laughs> you still have to say no, but again, it's that teacher yeah. like guilt, right? Exactly. Being like, oh, I can't say no, I, but also yeah, do it for yeah. your mental health. Because there you go. If you don't have your mental health, what do you have? Oh, nothing. nothing. Not in this. Not in this. Wow. I know. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I used to tell people that. Well, I'm. I've done some podcasts where I've been a little bit critical of leadership because I say right. to people, mostly in education, but in any career, any business, if you choose to lead, then lead. Right. And if you step up to be a leader, then you have to make those hard decisions. Yes. And you have to do what's best for your group. I don't care what the state says or what the CEO says, you know, sometimes you have to just step and do what's best for your particular group. And I find often that doesn't happen. And 
and they will be managing their people and they will be, you know, checking the box of what they've got to do, but they won't really be supporting and nurturing their faculty. And if you don't nurture your faculty, they're gone. Let me tell you, they're gone. And people might stay for the paycheck. They might. And that's in any career, but that gets harder and harder to do. And I saw leaders who, instead of having the difficult conversation with an employee for whatever reason, instead of doing that, like going face to face, because that's hard, but that's part of your job. You got to know and say, okay, I'm unhappy or here's what I'm not seeing. Here's what I want to see. Instead of avoiding, you know, that they would like send people in to observe teachers <laughs> day, quotes. Day, yeah, <laughs> day after week after week. Observe them. Uh-huh. And, and then, you know, oh, here's your, you know, your little scale, you know, every district has a different scale. Okay. And so it was sort of the, you know, passive aggressive way to say, I'm not happy with your performance. Right. And so, you know, teachers would call me and they go, what's going on? And I'd say, you know, sadly, I think that nobody wants to call someone in and go, okay, I don't like the way you're teaching. Nobody wants to do that. And it's not that they don't like it, but they're being pressured for maybe data or scores. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and you have to understand a lot of kids come to you nowadays. I think they're all at risk. I think there's like 16 indicators who's not at risk. And so sometimes you have to take care of what's going on in their homes, which is horrific. Before you can really make progress cognitively. That's why I hate all the, like, the testing right now because we've been in COVID. And so they're like, let's get all this data, all this analysis, and let's pretend the world is exactly the same, although it's not, not at all. Not at all. We don't even recognize <laughs> and like, and it. So we're going to, like, test these kids, even though they have three different T-shirts, although, like, you know, it's, like they've had, hand. you know, in and out of different homes. So then let's grill the teachers on why their scores aren't. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, well, what do you think? Nothing is inconsistent about yes. this data. And if you know anything right. about science, you'd know that right. you're supposed to take, right. take data consistently. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Consistency there's there's no constant. The there's no data. Exactly. I mean, so I think the whole year is kind of just right. gone. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And I was sad to terrible, see that the state was going to actually do the testing. Um, you know, no. was, if they did it, I was hoping just to see what the data was, but I can't trust that they won't turn around and use that data against, against the district. Teachers. That's exactly right. right. And that's where I don't have confidence there. Um, right. I, and, a, and a lot of them were going to say, well, we'll just administer it online. And I wanted to go, okay, but that's, <laughs> that's, that's a huge expectation. Real accurate. Okay. <laughs> so know obviously doesn't work if the yeah, teachers yeah. know anything. There you go. Oh my gosh. I know. And um, they're the masters at, you know, I want to use the word cheating, you know, but let's call it networking. They're masters at that. I mean, they know how to use that better than I do. So speaking of COVID, how did your district handle it? Because I've spoken to so many districts and educators, and some were synchronous, asynchronous, some were both. Some were like you have face-to-face, and then you also have remote. And I just was lambasted those districts because that's apples and oranges. It's like you're killing those teachers. Yeah. Yeah. So how did your district handle it? Yeah, it was um, online for a little bit. Right. uh, Everybody like a month or two. And then um, we switched and all the regular teachers became on site. And there was one online teacher for all like the four other on site teachers per grade. So one to four ratio for every grade. 
And um, yeah, it was nice, but we had to change platforms a lot. We went from Seesaw to like um, iStation to Google Classroom to like, I don't know. It was way too many things for all at once, but the kids have had rotating rosters and like I was telling you earlier, my mm-hmm. students who have made the most most growth, speaking of data, have been the ones that have had a consistent teacher. And <laughs> they're not, I think and there's gonna be a giant like giant on. gap in education this year right. because a lot of kids have just right. online for them for right. the first part of last year and mm-hmm. for the first part of this year as well. And right. there's no consistency and oh, man. And I think a lot of kids, I was one of those kids that had a lot of anxiety. Yeah. And I kind of didn't want to walk into what I, something I didn't know what to expect. I don't like that. So for me, knowing. Kids love consistency. They do. And the format, whether it's, you know, you're Zooming or not. And uh, so when that kept changing, it was horrible for the kids. But moreover for the teachers, because I found that you would just get comfortable with a program or a right. system, and then boom, we've got to change. Yes, exactly. And you're like, it's like I can only do so many things. I can only juggle so many balls. That's it. <laughs> when I left education, yeah. oh my gosh, I was working off of just for my district, and I was in a small district, right. eight different programs. Uh, yeah, eight I believe different that. programs. Yep. Jet was just for them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I thought if anyone had ever told me. You know, that I'd be working off of eight different programs. And and the I, software kept changing. <laughs> there was eight different, yes. Yeah. Like, remember, yeah. I start, we started off on blogs to communicate with parents. And there were, like, a hundred different templates. I remember thinking, right. these poor parents have eight or nine teachers per kid. Maybe they have three kids, so mm-hmm. do the math. And they all have these different blogs mm-hmm. every period. And the poor parents were like, I... Where, your, where's your homework? <laughs> then we're wondering why online school yeah, is yeah, working. Exactly. You know? and I was like, <laughs> yeah. who thought of this? And then we finally went to just a consistent template. Right. And then you could do it. But so yes. anyway. And it stinks because now that I'm thinking about it, right. you know, you get the new teachers in there, then they're frustrated by just like the oh, school yeah. not matching up with the, oh, yeah. you know, essence of being a teacher. But then the older yeah. teachers are also getting run out by not being able to handle the curriculum yeah. and the different yes. templates that are going on. So who's left? Yeah. No there one, and then all the good yeah. teachers are gone. I, I, I can't it's sad. That. It was very sad. I don't know. We had like, um, you know, sorry, we got we got flies flying around. Um, we had every Tuesday we had Technology Tuesdays, and we would yeah. meet with our IT people. I don't know if y'all do something similar. Library. And they would, yeah, they would <laughs> introduce a new cool thing, a program, an app, an extension. And you're like, oh, God. I know, and so you'd be like. <laughs> What now? I just <laughs> got comfortable with the one you taught me right? last yes, week. I just so we to see. Yes, I gotta go we to see. finally said, could you introduce one and could we work with it maybe for that month? Right. And then show you something at the end of that month, how we and incorporated they don't keep it. it for data. No. And you're like, for and someone who's so based on data analysis, are you, you going to keep anything consistently? There you go. And so they they finally listened a little bit. Of course, they were, you know, they had pressure from up top. Right. I would say. Everyone does. A fish rots from the head down. So. Isn't that true, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all like their stress right. becomes your stress. And right. If someone doesn't know how to handle that stress, it just trickles down. Absolutely. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. All right. So three years into it. Yeah. Yeah. You think you can hang? What do you think? Yes. Yes. Yes and no. See, here's my thing. Like, I love it. But they are really preying on the like the good hearts of the teacher. There's they are. not a lot of reward in it. And that stinks. No. And you know, and we all know that going into education, but 
yeah, when it really hits labor, you. But, but, <laughs> but also it's, uh, yeah, it's yeah. just, it's rewarding, but there's something that's missing. I think if they want to keep the good teachers, whether young or old, mm-hmm. <laughs> something should be given, whether some kind of just like some kind of incentive. Yeah. Right? Or not, maybe not even, I, I don't know, but it just seems like we're all going to start going away if yeah. something's not done. Exactly. And that's why I hate that everyone who makes right. these decisions in education is no one to do with education. Right. Like, what is that? Well, they're looking at spreadsheets. Right. Again, I remember right. in college, actually, um, I did a social studies class where we we watched, you know, mm-hmm. um, like the teaks be created and these social studies books be created. And they're just like, this guy was a dentist and he's making like the textbooks and these yep. decisions on education. Yep. Like, how did that happen? Mm. And then all yes. the smart teachers are like, well, this is challenging and I hate this. And then exactly. we all go away unless. You know, we really find that joy and find that love. And I understand right. that as well, but right. it's it's a struggle, I got to say. Yeah. So. <laughs> I used to always say, they go, oh, we're going to give you a raise. It's like, please don't, because yeah. with that raise came <laughs> we'll come extra, like, yeah, extra right. work. What am yeah. I going to have to do for this? Uh, yeah. For me, honestly, you know, I left it 29 years, actually 30, because I really got hired as a student teacher, but I didn't get to count that year, but that's another, that's another book and another story. (laughs) Yeah, that would be like me. But, um, so, you know, 30 years. And for me, it used to be, and this may sound weird. If you will just leave me alone and let me teach, I'll stay forever. (laughs) Yes. I'll stay forever. And what I mean, let me do my thing. Right. And it wasn't that I was so against, Observations. I get why you have to come in and go. Yes, this teacher. But you're not real when you're getting observed. You know, no. they're coming to five people in a room, and they're like, go. "Okay, how do you think I'm actually going to teach? Do you exactly. think this is me for real?" Like, well, and I, I just thought, <laughs> you know, know, after a while, haven't I earned the right not to go through that system? Because right. if you should be able to trust me by now, yeah, and you should be able to say to me, "Hey, send me," because oh my God, think of all the apps you can right. use to send snippets of what you're doing in the yeah. classroom that's real that you actually did and you didn't right there's a bit of a, a dog and pony I guess when you know someone's coming in your room yes. I don't know I mean I don't sleep the night before never and, and <laughs> even though I know it's going to be okay <laughs> right right Same. but still and I'm just like, like but right, it's I a bit of a day, but for some reason but some still reason, it's not as real <laughs> as it would be no never Submit. So I, right. I honestly, if they would have left me alone by then, they should have known, you know. And they would say, "Oh, you're good. We're not worried about you." Right. Then leave me. <laughs> but that's where yeah. administration comes in, and I yes. feel like if you have someone who trusts you versus someone who doesn't trust you, that makes a huge difference. Absolutely. Like my first school, she's like on it, on it, on it, always in the classroom. And in charter schools, you have a lot of people observing you, like yeah. because they're trying to fund money for the school. Absolutely. And so it would really be irregular because be like ten people come in your classroom. Yeah, like, oh, this is normal. I'm like, this be great, but they're super fake. (laughs) You're not actually finding the love of learning. And it's it's disturbing (laughs) to the kids as well. Right. I have to tell you. They don't like it. I know. They'll leave and they'll go, and then they'll get super anxious. I I know. I used to say, you know, sometimes they're just coming in to observe certain students who are trying to decide the best program for them because I didn't want them to think that, you know, they go, Miss, are they grading you? I was like, well, they can, but they've been grading me for years. I don't think they're (laughs) grading me for some, but I would just try to make it as less you know, stressful for them because right. they pick up on everything. They do. And they you're like, yeah, yeah administration or yeah. testing. I always um, print out an extra test whenever you test just to rip it up to be like, yeah. 
tests are not real. Um, because in second grade, they're seven. Yeah, and they have yeah. test anxiety. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. Do I have to do perfect? And I'm like, no, it's not real. It's just a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's... Uh, That's true. Yeah. I know. Oh, I know. Um, I always say it's uh, yeah. Just, yeah, just paper. All right. So advice... To someone, like now when I say, what do you want to do? And they say, well, I want to go into teaching. I find myself thinking, oh, are you sure about that? Because <laughs> I watched right. the profession evolve for 30 years. But um, but on the other hand, I'm thinking, I don't say it out loud. I'm just like, oh, are you sure you want to go do this? But, yeah, uh, but I mean, anyway, I heard that. right. But advice to someone, because you're just now, what would you say to them? You know, I've always heard that as well. Like, you know, are you sure? Are you really sure? You, you really know, want you know, to make me money. Like all the things I recognize. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really do think it's not something that you can experience until you're actually in there. I feel like right. teaching can be completely different. Like I said, yeah. when I was student teaching my first year in fifth grade and this yeah. year have all been insanely different based on leadership and just types of school that they run. I don't right. think it makes a difference if you're straight A's, if you found the perfect school it's where you find your people exactly and I feel like it's kind of hard because if everyone had told me don't be a teacher well I'm gonna do it because you right. told me not to do it exactly <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> but even then I feel like yeah it's just hard to relate to being something within like a cookie cutter right, right. you know like mm-hmm. at, it's very different where you are exactly so I like that there's variety in it it's right. just, you know um, I really do hope that they make some kind of changes to keep those good teachers or those older teachers and just like keep someone other than like the ones who get it, right. The ones who are inspirational or the ones who are, you know, wise and yeah, everyone else in between. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you. Thank you. Because you've given us such a fresh perspective. It's kind of what I, I figured, you know, because you know, you come out of the university and you student teach and you walk into the classroom. And like, I don't know anything. Yeah, yeah. I made an A. What happened? Yeah, yeah. Right. It's exactly like that. But. Okay. But I, I do want to encourage you to hang in there. And what I tell people is ultimately, you know, success is going to be up to you. Right. And if you don't like your situation, you may not realize it, but you do have the power right. to change it. And Absolutely. teachers don't always realize that. And you really, and I even say to my colleagues who've been in it, you know, 30, 40 years, and they're talking to me, and I said, look, you need to go tell your principal, because they know, but they don't know, because they've right. been out of the classroom, exactly. and they have a whole other level of expectations, right. so nicely go in and say, hey, I just need to share where I am, and I said, they can't help you unless you go in and do that, right. okay, right. and and sometimes the answer may be, oh, I don't know if I can help but you. But the worst thing could be no. Exactly. You know? So let me try. So I do I want like to it. tell you to, yeah, to hang in there and just to know you always have that power to go in and say, hey, here's where I am. Yes. Maybe I'm not happy about it. Maybe I am happy about yes. it. Yeah. And and what can we do? And yeah. so and, and leadership is key. Leadership Absolutely. will make or break you. All right. <laughs> okay. So thank you well, for thank sharing you. <laughs> your story. I'm so excited because most of my people are sort of in it 20 plus years and I kind of wanted to see what the newbies had to say about that. Okay. So if you have any questions for me or for Rachel, you know, you can message me at chihuahuabat.com. And as I act to say, have a chihuahua bat day. All right.